In today's episode, we're speaking to Debbie Neal. Debbie is a mom of four, motivational speaker, personal growth lover, podcast host, top 1% network marketing professional, keynote trainer, and an all-round amazing entrepreneur. Let's speak to Debbie to find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, Money Mindset Expert. And I'm super, super excited. I'm speaking to the one and only, the amazing, the gorgeous Debbie Neal. Welcome, Debbie. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, oh it's my pleasure. We are so fortunate to have Debbie. As you've heard from the intro, she is one kick-ass lady and someone I'm I'm actually really excited to speak to. So Debbie, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. What do I do? Here's the thing. There's two important dates, right, in our lives. One, the day we were born. Well, there's many important dates, but here's the two that I focus on. One, the day we were born to the, the day we find out why right? Or why? And it's about living a life of significance. So what do I do? I do own a business. But in addition to that, what I'm really put on this earth to do is to get inside the hearts and the souls and the guts of people to kind of get in, twist you around a little bit in a really good way and remind you of your God-given potential. I was put on this earth to just remind people to level up. Awesome. What a fantastic purpose. I love that. I love that. Right. So I, I know that's what you're doing at the moment, Debbie, but tell us, how did you get started? I mean, obviously you don't walk around as a little girl thinking that's what I'm going to go up and do. I had no clue I was going to be a mindset coach when I was growing up. So, you know, talk us through your journey. Where did it all start with you? I mean, how did you fall into this person development arena? I mean, what, what, what led you down this path? Okay. I love this. Okay. Like I, I, we all have such a significant life. Okay. Mm, We go through things. And at the time we don't even realize that there's value and or significance in it, but I am a very big believer in the law of attraction. I'm a very big believer in like, we have a calling and we have a purpose and we're, we're, it's like our job to connect the dots and learn as we go through life and through the lessons and through the experiences and through the valleys, right? We are brought to who we are meant to be in this earth and Mm -hmm. in this world. And so I can tell you when I, you know, and this is what I love when you say, when, when you were a a little child, you ask a kid, right? Especially a kid. Now all all children are different. And some people aren't fortunate enough to believe in being limitless. Right. But a lot of children, you ask them what they want to be when they grow up. And they're like, I want to be a rock star. And I want to be an astronaut. And I want, they, their eyes light up, right? Because they believe to the core of their being, they can be anything. So first and foremost, I want us to remember that child lives in all of us, okay? Mm -hmm. And if that child never lived in you, 
we have the ability to create that inner child. But what happens is we go through life, so many of us, and we begin as we as we get older to kind of put our dreams on a shelf yeah, and in on, a little, hold. on hold, right? And instead of living a life of significance and living a life that you're designing, we end up earning a living. Yes, a nine to five. <laughs> a nine to five. And so for me, I, I'm going to share a little bit about my life and how it's led me to where I am today. And when I look back then, my friends, I couldn't see it. But when I look back now with a different perspective and a different set of eyes, I know that every single thing that I have grown through has, there was a purpose behind it. I also have an immense amount of faith I do believe that that God is the reason for who I am and what I have and what I do. And so he, he knew what he was doing all throughout my life. He had a hand in everything, even the times that we look up sometimes and we think, why? Like, mm-hmm. why would you do this? Okay, because we're, we're going someplace better. And so for me, a little bit about me, I've always had an incredible work ethic. You know, sometimes when we work really hard, we can learn to appreciate what it's like to work really smart. Right. So my first job was at 13 years old, but even prior to that, okay, I'm going to try to lump in my life in in a little bit. I grew up in a tennis household. So my, my grandmother, my grandparents were actually in what, what they, what was called the U S open back in the day. And I believe it was the U S championship. And so Mm -hmm. I had a tennis racket in my hand at a young age and I practiced over and over and over again. And so why do I share that? You can excel in anything in life. If you practice hard enough. Of course, I, I believe that. Yes. I don't believe we were, some of us have different talents that are, that are stronger and better, but you can achieve anything you want if you're willing to outwork yeah. anyone that's out yeah. there. Oh, so, I, I believe that. I think that work would, would triumph talent any day. So any day, yeah, any day, any day. And I, I, this is something that I share with my, I'm so glad you're saying this. This is, I, I repeat to my children again and again and again, the hard work will triumph talent any day. Any day. So to give you an idea of like my work ethic, you know, nobody told me to go outside and practice with a ball machine seven or eight hours a day. But if I was going to play, I didn't just want to play. I wanted to dominate the sport. I wanted to be the very best. And that could be any job, right? Whether you're a CEO of a company, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether, look, in college, I cleaned toilets at a nursing home, okay? Because I believe in this thing called opportunity cost. And if I was going to work, I want to maximize on what I could earn an hour to, to go back to college and have, have the life that I want. And so, but if you're going to do anything, whether it's cleaning toilets or leading an army, do it with excellence because that shows something about your character. Oh, I love so, that. I love yeah. that. That's exactly what I believe. Whatever you do, do it to the best possible ability of yours and make sure there's excellence. Yeah, I love that. It doesn't matter if it's from cleaning toilets or from being the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It doesn't matter. You have to be excellent at it. I love that. And I didn't love it. I didn't love cleaning toilets. But well, somebody does. <laughs> sometimes we have to do what we don't love to have a greater appreciation for what we do want to do, right? Uh-huh. And appreciate. Yes. You know, it's all again, it's all perspective. So long story short, I, I built this incredible discipline at a young age, had my first job at 13 years old, and that the only place that would hire me without official working papers was a bakery. And my shift started um, Saturday and Sunday at 530 in the morning. And so I share that because 
would every 13, and I'm not saying I'm anything special, but what I'm saying is these are little things that I realized, you know what, they did play a role in my life. I, I didn't, have, first of all, I came from a comfortable family. I'm very grateful. Okay. But I was also instilled with a very amazing work ethic. Like we're going to provide you an amazing life, but if you want the extra stuff, work for it. And sometimes I'd be like, my parents could afford this. They could, but what they gave me had greater value than paying for certain things that I had the ability to go out and create myself. So when my friends were 13 years old sleeping, or maybe even watching cartoons, I don't even know what you do with 13. Back in the day, we watched cartoons. Today, everybody grows up a little bit faster. Okay. But I was being dropped off in a bakery and I was tired. And then so I worked then, and then in college, I was very blessed. I had my college paid for, and I know that everybody doesn't have that luxury. And I'm, I didn't understand how grateful I was then till I'm a parent now putting my children through college. And I don't think I said thank you as often as I should have, because how blessed am I that I had my college paid for? But what I didn't have paid for was the extras, right? Deb, you can go to college. Your college is provided for you. You want to go out to eat. You want to go, you know, have fun with your friends. You want to go shopping. That's on you. Okay. So another thing that I built up at a young age was, well, I could work all year long. That might be easier than to work really hard for three months over the summer, right? It's a choice. And so for me, I worked five days a week cleaning toilets at a nursing home because they paid me $17 an hour. And, you know, I don't want to age myself, but I'm 50 now. And that was back when I was in college. So we're going back. I'm not 50 yet. I'm turning 50 this year. Let's not rush it. Okay. And so, but I worked five days because it paid me the most. It was the job that I found that paid me the most. If I was going to work 40 hours a week, I wanted to optimize, right, getting compensated for my efforts. And then at night, I worked seven days a week as a cocktail waitress. And I share that with you because I was never afraid to work hard. I believe in grit. I believe in effort. I believe in it develops character. And then I went off to college. And I have to share this story with you. Um, I would love to tell you that I went to an Ivy League school. I would love to tell you that I was so book smart that I had my choice of colleges, but that wouldn't be true. And I'm, I'm actually, another thing you should know about me, I'm a stand for truth, okay? I'm a stand for kindness and I'm a, I'm a stand for positivity. I'm a stand for truth. Well, I had the ability to get great grades as I believe we all do, right? I study a little bit harder, but I made a choice. We have to realize that in a lot of life, in life, we make choices. We have to be okay with our choices, but most of us make choices for where we are in life. And so I made a choice didn't realize it was at the time, junior and senior year, to, to spend more time being social and hanging out with my friends and talking on the phone, even the phone that was attached to the wall that I had to lay on the kitchen floor. <laughs> and listen to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I laid with my feet up on the wall and I made a choice to be more social. Now I could remember my father not being very happy. Okay. Deb, you, you can do better. You can do more. You spend more time socializing. And one of the things he says that now I think about, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you had like a premonition to my life. He goes, I pray to God, you find a job that pays you by the word or pays you to speak because that's all you care about doing. Okay. <laughs> Who knew that? Yeah, see, the case. yeah. Right. Who knew that would be the case? So then I went off to college. I did not have my choice of colleges. Okay. But I did went to New England college and it was a very good, you know, I had a great time and I met great friends. Um, and I believe that's where my journey was meant to take me. Now, my freshman year, here's another moment that I'm not proud of, but it, it, it is a part of who I am today. I got a 1.7, my first semester, Ooh. a 1.7. 
Okay. Not because I didn't get good grades because in one of my classes, I got an F. And the reason I got an F is because I slept through too many of my classes and I got an F for attendance. Okay. So my father, I wanted to say he wanted to kill me, but he never laid a hand on me. That's just a matter of speech. I shouldn't speak that way, but he wasn't happy. He was disappointed. And as a child, the last thing you want is your parents to be disappointed in you. We crave that approval. I'm turning 50. I still crave that approval to hear we're proud of you. And so I needed to get rid of that 1.7 because my grades went up and I realized the importance of showing up for class. And long story short, I was like, well, I'm going to take a class to make up for that, right? In my junior year. And I, and I, and I signed up for public speaking. And I signed up for public speaking, not because I thought I had an interest in it, but because it looked, oh, this might be fun and I'll meet some people. Well, on the last day, I had to give a a speech or a talk, maybe to 50 people. I don't remember, but it wasn't a big room. And I remember sitting down thinking, okay, our failures, we fail forward. Mm -hmm. I was meant to be here. I was meant to get that F. I don't recommend going out and getting one. But at that very moment, I was like, I I don't know what I'm going to do but I see a microphone and I see millions of people. And it wasn't because whatever I said was so good. I don't even remember what I was talking about, but there was a fire lit inside of my soul and I felt an awakening inside of me. And so, you know, there's this saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And so I kind of, right. So I kept that inside of me, not knowing where that would lead me, but I just continued to follow the path. And so I ended up graduating from college. I got into retail, not really sure how I ended up doing that, but you need to work really hard in retail. And and so I ended up being the director of training for CVS pharmacy. And I, I love to develop leaders and, and all different things on that end. But at the end of the day, I was still in retail and I ended up leaving that job because I real, first of all, I, I was working too many hours and I wasn't seeing now my baby. I was one of those women that I thought, who would want to be a stay-at-home mom? First of all, I now realize as I've developed my personal growth and my mindset, we don't judge. I was very young in my leadership and I was like, who would want to be a stay-at-home mom? Well, of course, that was my feeling before I was a mom, right? A lot of times when people point fingers, they can't relate, right? So who is anybody to point a finger? Remember, if you're pointing a finger at anybody, there's four fingers, you're you're pointing back at yourself, right? So long story short, I... I didn't have choices. I didn't have options. We were married. Uh, Most households need two incomes to run. And so when my daughter was born, instead of being present and fully in the moment, I cried. I mean, I loved being with her, but every day I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I only have two months and 15 days, two months and 13 days, two months and three days. And and I've got to go back to work because I didn't set myself up with choices. Mm -hmm. And then when I was pregnant with my second son, I was like, I got it. I got a promotion at work. And I remember saying to my boss, I'm worth more than this. And he said, you know what, Deb, you are, but I can't pay you what you're worth. I could only pay you what the position's worth. And I said, I'm worth, and and he said, I think you're worth a million dollars, but that's not what the position's worth. And it felt like a very Jerry Maguire moment. And I'm like, I quit. Now, at that point in my professional career, we just sold our home. We were living with my parents. We were saving every single dime to buy our second home. And I wasn't in a position to quit, but it felt amazing. And so from that point on, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was a stay-at-home mom for five years. And my first, my first three years, I was like, how blessed am I? I, I, but then by the fourth year, a part of me was dying and I felt guilty about it. Cause I thought, how could I love my children this much? 
and want more. Because, you know, you, if you've ever been on a plane and a parent, I remember when they first said, you know, put the oxygen mask over your face first before a child. And I was like, why would I ever like, oh, put it on your children before yourself. And before I was a mom, I couldn't get that. I was like, why wouldn't I put it, you know, or no, anyway. Put I was it on like, your first before you yeah. put your child. And yes, that's because yes. if, you, if, you are, if you don't put it on yourself, it may be that you yes. won't be in a position to put it on child. That's the logic behind yeah. it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Good. You're already getting in my mind. And so I was like, I found myself in order to, to, to become a better parent and a better person and a better friend. It's about growing us. Right. And I didn't know what that looked like. And so I started studying the law of attraction and affirmations and journaling. And I just started journaling, you know, um, inspiring people, um, traveling the world, creating time, freedom, developing myself. You know, I just started journaling what I want my life to look like. And then long story short, I was introduced to biz- into a business that I fell in love with and ended up growing to the top of that company. And, but then in addition to that last summer, I was like, your voice is, is, was made for more. Not, not that I don't love what I do. I love what I do, but how can I get, how can I get inside the hearts and the souls of millions of people? How can I, how can I let every single person on this planet know you can be anything you can be anything. And so I'm 49 years young of a journey of becoming my best self. And, and I'm nowhere near that yet. We're, we're a work in progress. We're, we're, of course we are. Of course we are. It's, it's a journey, not an end destination. And I really do believe in that. But yeah, I, I think you have a really, um, there's a lot of passion in your voice and I can see the determination in your voice. And it doesn't surprise me that you've, you've got to the top of your company. And the fact that you've overcome so many different hurdles, yet uh, I can relate to you on so many levels, especially, you know, staying at home mom, because I chose to do that one point. And I, regardless of how much you love your children and how much you enjoy your time with them, you, if you are used to working outside in the corporate world, using your mind in a different way, there's a different set of skills required when you're bringing up children. And there's a different set of skills that you're used to using, which somehow begin to die. You feel like they're dying. There's a part of you that's dying. And you crave that creativity away from each other. It doesn't make you a bad mother, but you crave it. And I remember I had that too. <laughs> so you're, we're all in the same boat. Yet I felt very fortunate um, at one point when I was able to, to stay at home and, and, and to you know, focus on my two children. Um, what, one, one thing, not to interrupt you, but I yeah. did forget something kind of important. Um, and without going into details, here's here's the thing. You know, sometimes we start a business or we start a journey and we tell ourselves the story, this is hard, right? And so a couple of things, nothing worthwhile that has meaning is going to fall on your lap. Exactly. So yeah. Another thing, I was 21 years old and I will, I will spare you the details. Maybe that'll come out in my book or something. But I was told at 21 years old by a doctor after a few days stay in a hospital, you will never be a mom. Wow. I'm sorry okay. to tell you that you will never be a mom. I'm, I'm, he came in with his heart was broken to deliver me the news. And so I can remember that day vividly. And I, I felt shattered and I felt, you know, at 21 years old, I wasn't at the point where I was married or like really thinking about children, but in my heart, I knew I was going to be a mom. Like I just, so I felt like a part of my life was taken away from me. And it was at that moment I realized, no. Absolutely not. You can take your story. You can take the information you just gave me and you can kindly turn around and you can leave this office. I made a decision that day that despite the odds, 
despite anything that everything that was not in my favor, that I would be a mom. And although I was told it is not impossible, but the words to use were it's next to impossible. Okay. And if we look at the word impossible and we separate, it actually spells out I'm possible. And so at the time I felt very broken and, but I realized God had bigger plans for me. And so part of my journey is to look people in the face and remind them of mind over matter and what we think about, we bring about and whether we think we can, or whether we think we can't, we're right. And we don't have to listen to the odds And we have the ability through our mind and our energy and prayer and mindset and effort to redefine the odds. And so that is, at the time, it seemed like a very part, a very painful part of my journey. But at this point now, it's a very significant part of my journey. And I have four incredible, healthy children. Of course, science was involved, doctors were involved, but it starts with a decision to get up again. Yeah. It starts with the decision to not, it starts with a try. It, it starts with a step because if we don't make that decision to create our life and we just listen to the fate that somebody else has handed to us, my life could have been totally different. And now I have my daughter who's 22, my son who's 20, and I have twins that are turning 17 in August. So I'm pretty blessed. And I know that that was part of my journey to where I am today. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this up. That is just an incredible journey. And I, I think this, this really highlights the, the strength of your, your mental character. You didn't allow the doctor to phase you out. You chose to make a decision to say, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to turn around and be a mother. And eventually you were a mother, not one, but four amazing children. So what a great story. What a great story. So tell us, Debbie, how can we connect with you on the internet, how can we you know, come and find you? Where can we find you? Well, I would love for you to find me. Okay. So I started a podcast. We are probably when this goes live, we're going to be at a at hundred thousand downloads and we're only at our 22nd episode. So I feel really, I feel very grateful for the people that are in our level up community. And so where you can find me is anywhere where you would find podcasts and it's level up with Debbie Neal. And you could also find me on Instagram. I think I'm Debbie Neal dot level up or level up dot Debbie Neal. I guess I should know that. But if you put in level up with Debbie Neal, you're going to find me. And then my personal one is, is Debbie Neal. And so I would love for you to join me on this journey. And it doesn't really matter what you do for a living because it's all about mindset and energy and the law of attraction. And it's, it's about becoming the very best version of ourselves. And here's the thing, when we do that, we make space for other people to level up because when we, when we start thinking differently, when we start showing up in the world differently, when we could be the difference of kindness or courage or work ethic or being the interruption that turns a conversation positive, all of a sudden we're setting a new standard in the world today. And I believe when we come together, it has a ripple effect, an absolute ripple effect to just bring unity and love and success because success is your birthright. Abundance is your birthright. Prosperity is your birthright, but it starts with rewiring our brain um, to believe that. Awesome. 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 So all the links that Debbie has just mentioned, if you listen on the podcast, then they'll be in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube down below, they'll be in the in the description section. So go check out Debbie, go and check out podcast. 
It sounds amazing. And she is one kick-ass lady. So you want to go and follow her and get some inspiration from her. Debbie, we have to have you back on the main talk. This conversation cannot end here. So we have to have you back. So do come and join us again on Main Talkies. But for today, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest and sharing your amazing story. I'm sure you can, you've inspired me for sure. And uh, your work ethic is very similar to mine. I think this is why you know, we resonate with each other. But I'm sure so many listeners have resonated with your story and have got inspiration from you too. So thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you. Today's been incredible. Thank you so much, Debbie. So thank you for listening to me and Debbie today on our Friday feature. I will be back on another Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing their story, sharing how they changed their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.